Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and I am so excited to be bringing this episode to you today. This is possibly, well, firstly, what I'm about to talk to you about is the foundation of all of my work. It's what I get asked about the most. It's what I coach my clients on the most. And a lot of you will have seen me teasing my new coaching program, Evolve. The doors close to that on the 17th of April, 2023. It is the foundation upon which Evolve will be set. So if you're joining us and this episode resonates with you, then you are in for a treat. This episode, if you're not following me on Spotify and watching the video to this episode, then please know that this episode is about are you protecting yourself to try and keep yourself safe? And the word protecting and safe are in inverted commas. That is because we feel like we are protecting ourselves to keep ourselves superficially safe when actually what is really happening is the protection is normally um, dysfunctional and the safety is normally not real safety. And I'm going to go into that in this episode, but let me let me set us up so that you know exactly what I mean. Ultimately, my work, the body of my work is about self-leadership. For those of you who know my background, it has been in people development, specifically leadership development for 18 years. And when I set up my own business up, Thrive Life and Business, it was because what I saw was people leading in business with leadership titles, but getting the actual meaning of leadership completely wrong. And what it what that sort of illuminated for me was people didn't really understand that to be a leader in your own life didn't look like having a title or didn't look like running a business. It actually looked like self-leadership, being a leader in your own mind, being a leader in the way that you spend your time, in the way that you make your decisions. And so what I found when I started my business and I started talking about being a leader and leadership is all of these people who were clearly leaders to me, you're a leader if you're listening to this or watching this, they didn't think that they were. And there was this big discrepancy between what I knew true self-leadership to be and this self, um, the opposite of recognition. Like, what is that? (laughs) This self-inability to see that, hey, you're a leader in your own life. You're a leader through the decisions you make. You're a leader through the way that you spend your time and energy. You're a leader through how authentically and how you and how yourself you're showing up as in your relationships, in business, with yourself. And I am confident that by the time my one-to-one clients finish their journey with me, they recognize that they actually are a leader in their own life. And the reasons, which I'm going to go into in this episode, around why they weren't leading was because, to be honest, like, how can you lead? How can you be comfortable and confident making decisions and turn up and show up as the real you when you're scared? And that's the biggest reason why we will not step into our own self-leadership is because we are scared. We're scared of failing. We're scared of their judgment. We're scared of getting it wrong. We're scared of being wrong. Like, one of the things that I recognize in myself and with others is this pursuit of ethical and professional um, rightness that we're all trying to chase because of cancel culture and because of not wanting to be shunned, not wanting to be shamed. And so what it can often look like and what it can often feel like is holding back, is dimming down the version of yourself. And it feels like my my clients explain it to me like, it feels like I'm walking on eggshells in my own life. 
it feels like I'm holding back what I really think and what I really feel and who I really am and what I want to do and what I want to create. And it feels like I'm not actually living in my own life, in my own skin, doing what only I can do and contributing only. I know that I say this in most episodes, but every single one of you is a unique human, a unique individual with their own unique set of remarkable skills and life experiences that have developed into this richness of who you are. And only you can create what you can create and only you can contribute in the way that you can contribute. But while you're scared and while you're coming from this position of holding yourself back and being dimmed down version of yourself, like the way that I like to explain it to my clients is if you imagine the color on a TV and it's like someone's turned the color down, that's what it's like. It's like holding back and not even, not even recognizing your own light anymore. Some people are that far away from it, not admitting or or even asking for or admitting what it is that you want. And I'm excited about this because this has been huge for me, but it has also been a huge part of the work and continues to be a huge part of the work that I facilitate with my own clients. And I believe that that is really important to highlight because I know the pain of that place. I know the pain of the place that feels like you're trapped underneath this net of failure and indecision and sorry, fear of failure and indecision and not taking action and worried about what other people will think and how you're being perceived. And it results in things that I see other people, I see that people trying to fix through courses and books. So how do I stop self-sabotage and how do I stop procrastinating and how I, how do I stop being a perfectionist when actually it's not about, that's just a symptom of the root issue that I'm going to talk about today. But the actual job, the actual work is deeper than that. It's not the questions when we ask ourselves, like, how do I stop the self-sabotage? How do I stop the destructive behaviors and habits and thought loops that I find myself in? How do I control the perfectionism and the procrastination? That's like trying to put a plaster over a wall that's got a hole in that there's water coming out. Water's a force. And you can only plaster over that for so long and the water will batter its way through because it's strong. And that's a little bit like how I see this work. The work that we do goes underneath. It goes to the root. It goes to the actual cause of the problem without digging it all up and causing an immense amount of pain. But like I said in one of my previous episodes, it's unpacking that backpack that is so heavy that you're carrying around with you and actually firstly locking into where am I headed? What do I want? And that I'm going to talk about that in this episode today. What do I want for myself? And how can I support myself on that journey when all of these voices and all of this careful navigation to avoid criticism and avoid failure and avoid their judgment is making the the journey so hard and so exhausting for me that that is exactly how my clients feel when they come to work with me for the first time. So the way that I explained it to one of my clients today, and I'm going to, for those of you on Spotify, I'm going to show you a really shabby um, picture that I drew (laughs) to one of my clients. And I was trying to explain it because this is part of the work that I'm going to be doing with those who join me in Evolve, um, is insert there's you, right? So for those of you who just listen into the, to this on a, po- a normal audio podcast, I'll explain it. But for those of you who are here on Spotify, you're going to see my really shabby piece of paper. So 
in the middle, I want you to picture that there's you and there's a protector, right, inside of you. Two protectors, in fact. One of those protectors is protecting you from pain, is protecting you from your fears and feels like they are keeping you safe because they are trying to protect you from the things that could potentially hurt. But there is also another protector within you. And that other protector in you is the protector of your true self, your highest good, your potential. Notice how I'm not saying your highest self. I don't believe that there's more of a higher self than your true self. I just believe that there's a lot of things in the way of your truest self that we need to remove and work through and unlearn and decondition from so that you can be your true self. And there is a protector of that true self. I'm going to talk about that in this episode today. But let me first talk about the protector of your wounds, the protector of your your pain, the protector that is trying to keep you safe from fear and feeling that intense, severe pain that is caused when one of your wounds is potentially, hypothetically, going to be exposed by you taking bold action in business. And let me be clear, that bold action can be something as simple as you owning what it is that you do, or you making a decision that might displease someone, or you communicating something that means that you have to stand your ground. This can come up in big ways, but in small ways too. So look, we all have both a protector of the parts of ourselves that we feel like we need to keep safe in inverted commas. And what I want to highlight to you, what it's normally doing is keeping us safe from our deepest, deepest wounds being exposed. So for many of my clients, those deepest wounds being exposed are, um, I just need to make sure that there's no problems so that no one can be unhappy with me. And as long as no one's unhappy with me, then everything is fine and I am safe. For others of my clients, it's I need to protect myself from failure because and make sure that everything is going just right and the money is coming in and I'm showing like I'm being successful on social media and I'm giving off these really hashtag boss babe vibes when actually deep inside, I'm really scared. I'm really scared that I'm going to fail. And if I fail, then, and they start sort of um, catastrophizing. If you search the inner work conversation, catastrophizing, you'll find episodes on what that sounds and feels like. But I want to be really clear, the protection in inverted commas, it feels very real. And what it's the safety in inverted commas that it's trying to create for us also feels real, but it's not, but it's really not. The protector of our deepest wounds will always find ways of trying to keep you safe, but it doesn't care about your potential and it doesn't care about your true self. And it also doesn't care about the costs of keeping you safe in inverted commas. The costs of keeping you safe mean that you do not share the truest parts of you. You do hold back from creating what only you can create and contributing in only the ways that you can contribute. And it is costly really, really costly. Because I know for my clients and for me, when I get to the end of my career, I don't want to look back or the end of my life even. I don't want to look back and see a life lived where I played it really, really safe. And I'm not talking about playing big. I'm talking about playing you-sized. I'm talking about you showing up. and, And when I say showing up, I mean showing up out there So whether that's on social media or in your business or with your team or with your clients and in here, 
as you, as the genuine, most authentic, truest you that, as I've said in previous episodes, just really likes a warm drink with their meals. It's very simple things. But your protector will go, no, it's not safe for you to own what you want because that's weird. What you want is not normal. It's weird. And it's not safe for you to show up online in that way because who the hell are you to make such audacious claims of what you can do and position yourself in a way that is confident and and really claims what you're here to do. Who are you to do that? Don't don't sell yourself online because if you do that and you can't live into it, look at the shame. Look at who you will be seen as and how they will perceive you. If you really own your greatness, look how look how ashamed you'll be. Don't do that. Don't share your opinion because you might be wrong. And if you're wrong, then you'll look silly and people will not think that you are credible and you will fail. Our protector has shrewd, shrewd ways of trying to keep us safe. And it doesn't know, like it's not personal. It doesn't know that actually we don't need its protection. We don't need its quote unquote safety. But there is a very deep, deep wounded part of us that feels like, yeah, I do. I do need that safety. I don't want to be seen in those ways. I don't want to not live up to claim that I am this shiny, bright star that I am and then not live up to that. That will feel bad. I don't want to fail. And there's this wounded part of us that thinks I'm not going to be able to handle that. And so it sort of takes the hands of the protector and walks away from being who you truly are, walks away from contributing in the way that only you can contribute. And it will it will literally do anything and everything to stop you from showing up and leading in your own life and in business. Hopefully by this point, you know exactly what I mean when I say leading in your own life and leading in business. It's through all ways, guys. It's through the, how you use your time. It's about how you own your own characteristics and stop like my clients say to me all the time. You've helped me. I'm going to read out what my clients literally just said on their last call. It was their final call. And she said, you've helped me not fight things that are just my natural makeup and embrace my true self. And I've got to say, like the ripple effect of that is quite ginormous. The ripple effect of you feeling comfortable and confident with who you are, how you do things, what your energy is like, how you make decisions, what you want, your aspirations for yourself in life and in business, the ripple effect of that, how you are in your relationships, what it is that you claim for yourself, how literally the business results as an effect of you doing this work, it's pretty extreme. And I don't ever go online and claim those extreme examples because of course it's on a case by case basis, but I do deeply know the power and the integrity of this work. And so going back to that protector, I wanna let you know that when you start to do this work, it will kick and it will scream and it will justify and it will sound like a caring voice and it, it's it's a, it's a narcissist. It'll do fucking whatever it needs to do to get you to believe it so that it can keep you safe. And it's because of that that you feel like you're walking on eggshells in your own life. It's because of that that you are holding back from what you think and what you feel and what you want to do and what you create. It's because of that that it's because of that that you monitor your responses. You monitor and you check outside of you, am I being okay? Is everyone understanding me? Am I being clear enough? It, do, have I upset anyone? Have I offended anyone? Have I shone too brightly? 
you will monitor how the outside world is seeing you and whatever doesn't feel comfortable, you will stay away from. And the causes of this, like it goes much further in than even what I've already explained. It creates inconsistency in your boundaries. So you will find that you are someone who says, yeah, I do people please. And you're people pleasing, not because it's a kind thing or it's a nice thing to do because they're different, right? Pleasing others from a place of self-acceptance and being generous is very, very different from saying yes to people and stepping in and swooping in and taking things off them because you're scared of them being upset by you or let down by you or disappointed in you. You will feel like you're monitoring your responses. You will not feel like you're leading in your own life and you won't feel like you're leading in business. It feels like if we can just be still enough, if we can just stay still enough and be small enough, we'll be okay. Actually, in that place, we're not okay. And by the time, you know, normally by the time my clients get to me, they've stayed still and they've stayed small and they look back on that time that they've stayed still and they've stayed small so that they can be safe and no one can be upset with them and they don't have to fail because when they're in that tiny still space, at least they're not failing. And when they come to me, they're like, yeah, it feels like shit though. That's that place of safety. I'm not happy with it. I don't like it. It feels like a jacket that I've put on that's kept me warm for all this time, but if it's stifling me. And they're ready to learn how to take that jacket off and how to create safety without the jacket on anymore. And as a protection from the things that they think are going to keep them safe, they can give me all of the things that they do in business and in life as a result of all of that. Like the examples that people give me when they get on phone calls with me, let me give you some of the examples so that let's see if you can relate to them. One of the first ones is they're hypervigilant. They're looking for evidence outside of themselves to mitigate their deepest wounds from playing out. Currently, they're feeling overwhelmed, burnt out, exhausted, struggling to let themselves be the real them, not good enough, ruled and driven by fear, afraid of failure, afraid of judgment. Who are you to do that? Everyone thinks that your work is shit. I won't be seen as good enough. And what this causes in their outside world, I'm just reading through my client forms, is they are overworking and they are overproducing, thinking that if they can just do more and more and more, and if they can just put things in place so that everyone can be happy with them, then they will be safe. If they can just go mainstream and fit in, and not do it, not color outside of the box, then they will be safe. And for a lot of my clients, when they get to me for the first time, they see the ways that this is playing out in particularly in business, and they can see the costs of that. And it's at that point where they go, I can see that the cost, how this is playing out in business is outweighed by the cost of me doing this work. And that is honestly where I hope that every single person gets to. And goes and gets the correct and adequate support for them. I know that my work is a support for this, but I know I'm not the only one out there. I know that my work is powerful for the right people. If And you'll know if you're the right people because you will be listening to these podcast episodes resonating and you will not dislike me. I This is the way it used to play out for me. I used to edit myself so much on the Inner Work Conversation. 
so much just so that I could be seen. That's why, by the way, that I didn't used to do videos. Did you know that? I didn't used to do these things as videos so that if I could do it as an audio, I could edit out the parts where I made a mistake. I could edit out where I lost my trail of thought so that I could be palatable and show up as professional and you wouldn't have to listen to my mistakes and you wouldn't have to listen to the times where I lose my trail of thought. But what I see much more is the need for connection, the need for me and you to be looking at each other in each other's eyes right now so that you can decide, is she the one? Is she the one that I want to do this work with? And if she's not, and if, and by the way, if I'm not in a place where I've got the resources to do this work with her right now, can I benefit even more by the fact that she's looking at me and she's saying these words into a camera, which has much more oomph as far as I'm concerned than just listening to this in your ears. And so the costs of me not showing up in this way, because I was scared, I was scared that I wasn't going to be professional enough. I was scared that it wasn't going to come across as good enough for all of you. And I was holding myself back. So there is a great example. Now, don't get me wrong. There's going to be times when I do just record the audio to these because I might just be recording it on the fly and into my tiny little mini microphone that I've got. You know, there are going to be times when it's an audio episode because maybe I'm away and I'm not in my normal setup and it feels more comfortable for me to do that. I know that when I do that, it's not coming from this place of fear and it's not being driven by a need to keep myself safe. So I'm doing all of these outside things to try and protect myself from your judgment, from failure. And it's not necessarily failure as in, oh my God, I did this thing and it all went wrong. It's the own protective voices inside of myself because that's the thing about the protector. You've got the protector in you that is protecting you from your deepest wounds from playing out. It's both preventative and also reactive. So it will prevent you from making the bold action. But then when you do make the bold action, it will react and it will go, that wasn't good enough. Nikki, you published that as a video. Do you know what you looked like there? Do you know that you didn't look like a professional? Did you know that you it, it showed that you lost your trail of thought? And it will feed you all of these things to the point where I have had clients put podcast episodes out there, put their real work out there, put their increased prices out there and then retract them, take them back, stop showing the world that because their protector in inverted commas has swept in and gone, why the fuck did you do that? You idiot. What are they all going to say now? Look at the room for you to fail now. So it's not just before, I want you to know this. It's not, if you're experiencing this and you're going, that's all very well and good. But even when I do the thing, these voices step in and try and shame me or try and scare me. Yeah, that's about right. That's what it'll do. Anything that it can to keep you safe in inverted commas. And what, what I want to position to you in this episode today is it's not, it might feel like safety. And that's the, that's how sneaky it is. That's how tricky it is. It might feel like safety. And it and I want to be really clear. Its intentions are good in that it thinks that it's protecting you from your deepest wounds and your deepest fears from actualizing and really playing out. But number one, it's protecting an old wound. I know in myself and in every single client that I work with, there is a healthy grown-up adult inside of each one of us who is more than capable of navigating the potential hypothetical reality where our deepest wound is scratched 
our deepest fears do actualize. And I know within all of us, there's a very, very resourced and resourceful adult in us ready and waiting to step up and take care of that old wound for us, number one. Number two, I know that this protector, I know that its intentions are good, but its methods of protection are normally really fucking dysfunctional. It's like having an overbearing parent or elder sibling trying to look after you, trying to make sure that you don't do anything that could potentially hurt you. So can you see it's like, I really want to look after you, but I'm going to do that in a way that stifles all of your potential and your actual true self actualizing in this world. That's how it feels. And number three, this protection doesn't help you to grow, evolve, and create new evidence. This is really important, and this moves me on to the next part of this episode. I'm working from notes if you can hear any paper in the background. What I mean when I say the protector in that space doesn't help you to grow and evolve and create new evidence. One of the pieces of work that I do with my own clients is to take small steps forward that are safe and are not going to throw you into a world of, holy shit, fuck, what have I just done? These small steps aren't just there to help you take the action. They're also there to act as a vote towards oh, so I'm creating new evidence for myself that shows myself it's safe to go out to color outside of the lines and to show this protector, in inverted commas, that, look, I do actually have evidence of me failing in public. Look, I do have evidence of me being judged by other people. And, yeah, it might hurt, but I'm okay. And the more we hold back and the more we are in inaction and the more we... Do not take steps towards our truest self. And the more we don't live our truest self out there, out loud and lead in our own lives and in business, the less evidence we've got that we can handle it when bad things, in inverted commas, happen. We can handle it when people unfollow us on social media. We can handle it when we get a negative review. We can handle it when we get a complaint. We can handle it when... We thought something was going to go really well and it didn't. We can handle that. And further to that, not only can we handle it, but we can also grow and evolve and take steps from that place. And the results that I see in people's businesses when they create this kind of safety within themselves is, and I was talking to my coach about this the other day when she was like, well, what what are the actual results that people get from working with you? And I'm like, she's like many. (laughs) Not only do they step into their own value and their own worth more, but it has literal effects on their revenue in business. It has effect on their actual tangible, if you like, more traditionally known as success points in their business, external success points. The reason I don't sell my services based on that is because it's never about that for my clients. That's just like a cherry on the cake. That's just like a bonus outcome. The thing that I know is much more important and much more powerful for them is the internal shifts that they are creating through this work because they no longer feel, my approach teaches you not to try and get rid of that protector because we literally can't. It's wasted energy. You might be thinking, so is this episode about trying trying to like silence that voice and get rid of it? As Liz Gilbert says in the book, Big Magic, this is not about silencing that or getting rid of it or overcoming it 
this is about allowing that protective voice to be there in the car in the passenger seat with absolutely no access to the steering wheel, no access to my brain and absolutely no access to the music and the controls. It's allowing the fear to live and exist with us at the same time as us not acting from that place. It's being with it and also it's understanding it and it's accepting it for what it is. The majority of my clients they leave me with this acceptance and they it feels like an acceptance of themselves. And what I know it really is, is them accepting both their amazingness and their brilliance, but also accepting the parts of themselves that they've previously felt like they needed to overcome. It's not there for you to overcome. It's not there for you to overcome. It's not there for you to fix. It's not there for you to get rid of. It's a part of you. And the more you can allow that part of you to be with you in a healthy way, that doesn't mean that you're acting from that place or using all of your time and energy to try and avoid the hypothetical outcomes of what could happen. It's a big part of the reason why I created the Evolve framework, the Evolve methodology, whatever you call it, is because it's allowing that protector to be here with us whilst not taking action from it and not being shamed by it once you've taken that bold action that so moving on I mentioned before didn't I that there's another protector so if you're on Spotify you will see that I held up this little very artistic stick man and that there's another protector of your highest good your potential and for me that is what I would call your truest self your truest self is you felt it. I know that you felt it. So the last time I felt connected to my truest self was actually last Saturday. I went to a breathwork ceremony with Soul Essence. I'm going to link them in the show notes of this episode. Katie is a f- absolutely fantastic breathwork facilitator. She is incredible at what she does. And I personally went to one of her breathwork ceremonies last Saturday. It was bought for me as a gift um, for Mother's Day. And the shifts that I felt in that space, I just, I can't even begin to explain. I can I can share with you. In fact, let me go and get my journal and I'll share with you the notes because this is what I mean when you connect to your truest version of yourself. Stay there, won't be a sec. So this is what I mean when I say it is so important for you to connect to your truest self. Every single, I believe that every single one of you listening to this, you actually do know your true self. You've connected to it. And every time I get on a consultation call with someone who's inquired about working with me on any one-to-one basis, whether it's through Evolve or whether it's through my one-to-one, the inner work journey, I can see in their eyes that they connect to the version of themselves that is true. And I can see that they are ready to do the work to unlearn and decondition from all of the things that get in the way of them be literally being their truest self, not only in life and in business out there, but in here with them. Like my client said in her last call today, not fighting the ways and the things that are just my natural makeup, but truly embracing myself from that place you can lead in life and in business. From that place where you accept all of yourself, 
you can lead in life and in business. Some of my notes from the breathwork um, ceremony that I went to last Saturday, connect to yourself is sometimes as simple as acknowledging that you're someone when you look in the mirror without judgment. What I meant by that is, oh, it says here, sorry, I'll just continue to read my own notes. You are more than the way you appear. You are more than the way you are perceived. It's more than how you feel. It's a connection that is so hard to develop with others, but so much, so important that we cultivate that within ourselves. We are always seeking the connection through measures to live up to and through the relationships with others. But as a first point of call, you are you, and that is enough. What I mean, so the non, that might not even make sense when I read it out loud, but it really does to me. What I'm explaining there and what came through so strongly for me in that session was sometimes we forget that we are us, like we are an actual soul within a human vessel. And we're so busy striving in all of these outside things, which by the way, are incredible. Like I love the work that I do. I love the ambitions that I've got in business. But sometimes we're so busy trying to live up to these measures and trying to make sure that the business is successful and we're connecting with other people and we're being of service and we're valuable to others and we're making sure that all of our relationships are intact that we forget that the most important connection to cultivate is between us and us. The most transparent that you should ever be is between yourself and yourself. And so part of the work that I do really helps people to reconnect to themselves. <laughs> and there's another thing that happened in breathwork, the session that I went to, where there was this like moment of like, thank you. Thank you so much. And I was like, who, who am I? Thank you. And then it was like, you're welcome. And it just went round and round. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it was so bizarre and so beautiful. And then I finished, I finished these notes by saying, everything is so clear when you connect to yourself. And it is so true. Everything is so clear when you connect to yourself. And what I meant, by the way, by that thank you and you're welcome is it was thank you for connecting back to me and you're welcome for this connection. It was like a gratitude within myself that Katie so beautifully held in that session. But anyway, away from that and more towards this protective thing that we're talking about today is, sorry, before I leave that point, that connection to yourself, that's the important thing. Because notice how in that diagram that I showed you earlier, you've got the protector keeping you away from your wounds and your fears. And then you've got your protector of your highest good, your potential. But all of it, all of the time takes for you to connect back to yourself. And every single one of you, I can't tell you how to do that. There's tips and hacks of connecting to yourself. In the Thrive First Method, there is a whole module on connecting to yourself. I would say that a huge chunk of my work is about helping people to connect back to themselves. But I also want to acknowledge that any tips I could give you in this episode, it's so surface level because I'm not with you and you are a unique human. And therefore, that's what I mean when I, it's not a fancy gimmick when I say there is only so far that I can take you with podcast episodes before the work that I do with you on a one-to-one -one basis kicks in because I know that every single one of us develops a connection with ourselves in our own very unique way. And some of us are so far away from that connection with themselves that they don't even know what it looks and feels like anymore. 
And therefore, to finish this episode off, I mentioned, didn't I, the other protector, the protector of you that is the protector of your highest good, the protector of your, like, one of my clients says, my Sasha, my Sasha Fierce, my inner Beyonce. It's like, we all have that part, our potential. We all have that part of us that we know who we are. We just fucking know. We know who we are. We know how good at what we are, at what we do we are. We know our inherent value without any of that. We know, we know ourself. We know our true self. And there's a protector of that. I was laughing with a client about it because she was like, it feels like the protector of that for me is Lizzo. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> if I had a protector of my truest self that was Lizzo, I would be so happy. <laughs> but I suppose what I want to leave you with in this episode is when you can connect to yourself and when you can conceive the importance of connecting back to your truest self, you recognize that that is there to be protected too. So not only now do we have this protector in inverted commas of the things that we feel like we need to keep ourselves safe, but we also have this protector of our truest self and our expression of our truest self. And I know I mentioned this in loads of episodes, but I'm going to wrap the episode up here by offering to you that I talk, don't I, about this book and this book is your life. And let's say there's 96 pages and each page represents a year of your life. And it's almost like this protector, they know what is available for you. Not just available externally through accolades and things that you achieve in business and by the way I don't want to play them down they're important you are here to actualize what only you can contribute in this world but that starts first and foremost in here within and that protector sees those 96 pages and go and they are the one at the very end going we will not fucking look back and have been treading on those eggshells through your whole life, that's not going to happen. I am going to look after the part of you that has the dreams. And I am going to look after the part of you that knows that it is safe for your truest expression of yourself to be seen and heard and shone a spotlight on. I'm going to look after that. And through that place, we learn how to listen to ourselves, how to accept ourselves, and what it's like not to act from our fears, but instead how to act from what it is that we want. And it doesn't feel anything. I can tell you from my own experience, it doesn't feel anything other than a grounded power, a power that is so deeply rooted that it doesn't matter how strong the wind blows and gets at my branches and maybe snaps a few off. My roots are so deep that this tree will not unearth. And that is the power of this work and the power of connecting to your truest self is creating a safety, yeah, around you being able to handle your worst fears actualizing. But it's almost like what happens in that space is a few things, actually. Number one, my clients notice that they stop auditioning their life. I heard this saying somewhere that was like, stop auditioning your life. It's not there for their approval or their marks out of 10. Like your ideas and your opinions aren't there just to be validated by others. They're not there for the approval of others. They're there for you to express them. That's why they live within you. And 
the more you can step into being looked after by this protector of your truest self, the more you will see that I validate myself. I accept myself. I say that that is good enough. And so what I mentioned earlier about the symptoms that happen as a result of us trying to protect ourselves, we procrastinate, we perfectionism things, we try and fix everything, we try and stay small, we try and please everyone. As a result of this work, what my clients tend to see is those tendencies start to lessen and they start to consider and they get move away from, well, I've got a leap and I've got to take these really bold steps. And they start to see that actually it is the small steps every day that are the tiniest of tiny votes towards me being my truest self and expressing my truest self in life, in business, but most importantly, within myself. It stops you from feeling like a passenger in your own life and starts helping you to feel like you are literally leading again. And don't get me wrong, this isn't all of the time. It's not 100% of the time, but it takes you from like 75% operating from fear to 75% operating from your true self, operating as that grounded, grounded, deeply rooted tree that is the real you. And so this episode is here as offering these offering these ideas and these concepts for you to contemplate and for you to recognize within yourself where you might have been in the majority playing from this place of trying to keep yourself safe, but that feeling very uncomfortable. And for those of you who are in a position to do so, this episode is also an invitation. If this is the work that you want to do and you want to actually be led through Make creating safety around being your truest self, expressing yourself in life and in business in the ways that only you can, then this is your invitation to come and do the work with me. The inquiry link is in the show notes of this episode. And I just want to read out some of the notes that I've got down from the modules that I'm putting it together in, in Evolve. There is a lack of holding back. There is an authenticity, a congruence, and an alignment with ourselves. And from that place, we can then take the courageous action. From that place, we can then be bold in life and in business. We speak to our ambitions and our hopes, as opposed from fighting ourselves. We remove the shoulds and we unlearn the toxic habits and behaviors. If that is the work that you want to do, that is the work that we are doing. So please consider this as an invitation to come and join. And if you don't have the resources to do that or you don't feel like it's for you, I just hope that this episode has served as a call to you to say, operating from that place of being protected in inverted commas and keeping yourself safe is not the only way. It is not the only way. And I want you to consider and look out for and raise your self-awareness through life and through business. For those of you in the Thrive First Method, you will hear me say time and time again, life and business are your playground in order to actualize yourself. That's how I feel. And so I hope this episode has brought things into your consciousness that you might not have seen before. And now you can go off and use what you've learned here as a platform upon which you can navigate life and business, seeing these things and knowing that there is a position upon which you can choose to change and you can develop the tools and the skills within you that help you to create that change and become in more alignment with yourself. So as always, please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.